0: Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The Word of God that we are looking at and are celebrating of Epiphany today is from the Gospel for the Day, Matthew chapter 2, of which we will read just the introductory verses. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the East came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the East and have come to worship him. Dear friends, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, it's great to be with you here at Victory of the Lamb. I have followed your development as a congregation through the years, and... Good to see what the Lord is all doing here in Katy, Texas. We're celebrating Epiphany today, which actually falls on January 6th and marks the formal close of the Christmas season. Epiphany has always been a very important day in the church because this is the very first day when the gospel began to go out beyond the Jewish nation into the Gentile world to these kings in a distant land who came to worship the the Christ child. We know that it is God's holy will that the gospel should be preached to all nations. Jesus himself had prophesied that many would come from the east and from the west and bow down and worship the Lord God. What we see here is these magi or wise men being the first in a long line of many from every race, tribe, and nation, including our own selves. We're the recipients of this, this gospel with uh, the wise men standing at the head of the, the list epiphany is a reminder to the church that the church must always be a place of open doors for all people it's god's will that all should be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth and god has placed you and me where we are at so that we might shine as stars drawing people to the light of christ Some might question the wise men's wisdom. After all, they were setting out on a journey to go to to who knows where, following a, a star and seeking a king who was still just a little baby and was very many years before he would be able to have any power. We live in a world today that likewise might view it as foolish, For people to be worshipping some baby who was born in a stable in Bethlehem to a mother who was poor and undistinguished but it's not without reason that these men from the distant East that we read about this morning have been called wise men and as we work through the story Uh, once again today i think you will agree with me readily that they were truly wise and that there is a deal of wisdom that you and i may also learn from them these wise men were wise first of all in the one that they sought they left behind fame and fortune and family and friends in order to look for a baby what kind of wisdom was that you might might ask they looked and they found if you look to today's culture in america as to who are the most sought after people look at the covers of people magazine or time magazine's choice for Man of the Year, and you'll find celebrities whose celebrity status rests on sports uh, achievements or on uh, Hollywood careers, things that come and go. Consider Time Magazine's selection of Man of the Year. They haven't always hit it exactly on the nose. They've made their selection since 1927. In the year 1938, uh, gracing the cover of, of Time was their Man of the Year, Adolf Hitler. And then they made an even more murderous choice, Joseph Stalin, twice in 1939 and 1942. He was Time Magazine's Man of the Year. And if you want to go down a little bit take a step down in your, in your expectations for who are the most sought after people then look at the cover of People magazine and you'll find there the, the celebrity of the month or the celebrity of the week here today and gone tomorrow. These are the people in contemporary American culture that are put up onto a high pedestal in contrast these men that we call the wise men were looking for a little baby this little baby when they came to King Herod they called the King of the Jews a term that the Jewish people commonly used for the Messiah now we're getting into something a little bit deeper because for half of this world's history God had promised through his prophets that he was going to send one exceptional person through whose life and death the world might be forgiven sin and might live eternally. God described this coming Messiah in detail in dozens of prophecies in the Old Testament so that there would be no mistake whatever in identifying him when he came in Isaiah chapter 7 written hundreds of years before Jesus was born it was said that the Messiah when he would come would be born of a virgin in Genesis 49 it was said that he would come from the tribe of Judah in Jeremiah 23 it was said that he would come from the house of David and in Micah chapter 5 It was prophesied that when Messiah would come, he would not be born in any spectacular city like Jerusalem, the capital city, but that he would be born in an obscure, dusty little village off the beaten path, Bethlehem. Jesus of Nazareth fulfilled every one of these and dozens of other prophecies, something that couldn't have happened just by chance or by accident. So what on the surface may appear to be a slight, silly, irrelevant quest for a baby proves in fact to be the most important quest in all of history. Let a few generations go by and Time's Ma- Time Magazine's Man of the Year or these celebrities that grace the cover of People Magazine they're going to be long forgotten, and they're not going to be important to us at all. But 2,000 years after his birth, Jesus Christ is still, hands down, the most important personage who has ever walked the face of the earth. The wise men were exceedingly wise in the one they choose to find, because when you find Jesus, you strike the mother lord you find the King of kings and Lord of lords, the ruler of the universe, who came down from heaven to take on our human flesh and blood, that he might offer up his life for the life of the world. The wise men further were wise because of the obstacles that they were able to overcome to find him. Think of what the wise men all had to go through to find the baby Jesus. They came perhaps from Babylon or somewhere else, even farther in the the distant east, but in any case, it meant a, a journey of several hundred miles across the hot, barren Arabian desert. Keep in mind, they weren't traveling by plane or train or car but on camelback. And they had to face hostile tribes cross over the swirling waters of the Tigris and Euphrates rivers. They had to fight serpents and vipers and gnats and dust, All, whatever it was, they didn't flinch for a minute in, in order to achieve their quest. For finding Jesus and then after they had overcome all these obstacles then they came to all people to Herod the King King Herod was one of the most cruel tyrants ever to live he was insanely jealous, particularly of those who were close to him, that someone would take his, his crown. He had his brother-in-law, Aristobulus, whom he had appointed as chief priest, drowned for fear that he was. Then he had his mother-in-law murdered, and then he had his own mother murdered. And when he feared his children were plotting against him, he had three of his own sons murdered. That's the Herod that the wise men came to. Caesar Augustus, who was no saint himself, is once reputed to have quipped, it is safer to be Herod's heis than his heas." a play on words, heis is the Greek word for pig, Heas is the Greek word for son. It's safer to be Herod's pig than his son, And when Herod knew that he was about to die, because he knew that he was so hated by the people that no one would mourn his death, he gave the command that many of the most notable citizens of Jerusalem should be rounded up and and arrested so that at the moment when he died, they would all be killed so that there would be mourning in Jerusalem at the time of his death. Then, as you know, he ordered the massacre of all male children two years and under in Jerusalem in the hopes that that might be a way that he would kill the Lord Jesus Christ. Herod was a threat not only to newborn Christ but also to the lives of the wise men he gave them instructions that uh, after they had found the the Christ child in Bethlehem that uh, they come back to him and tell him so that he could also find and worship the Christ child but the, the wise men put two and two together and warned by God in a dream they didn't go back to Herod disregarding his orders uh, and return to their homes at, by a different route. So the wise men were not to be diverted from or deterred from their quest. They would face anything and everything in order to find the Lord Jesus. And then the wise men were wise also in the gifts that they brought to the newborn king. When the wise men found the baby in Bethlehem, they bowed down to him and worshiped him and offered him their gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. Gold, a gift fit for royalty. Seneca, the Roman philosopher, said that you didn't approach a king without bringing a gift of gold. Frankincense was burned as a vehicle for raising our our prayers with their sweet savor to god on high. so the wise men with their gifts to the christ child were recognizing him as king and as deity might be a little bit less evident as to what was meant by the gift of myrrh that they brought myrrh was an ointment that was used in preparing bodies for burial. By this gift, the wise men were showing what God had revealed to them that by the sacrifice and death of this child, God would redeem the world from sin and death. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh might seem like unequal gifts. But in fact, the botanical extracts, frankincense, and myrrh in the ancient world were every bit as valuable as the precious metal. What this is intending to tell us is that the wise men brought to the king their very best, the very best things that they could possibly offer for him. Wise men and wise women always give their very best to the Lord. Not hand-me-downs, not stuff off of the bottom, but stuff off of the top. Churches, too, like Victory of the Lamb and every Christian church, will strive to give their very best to the Lord, the best that they can. Your pastor Bee has shared with me your plans here at Victory of the the Lamb to expand your ministry with the building of a preschool. That's a very uh, uh, admirable effort, and uh, it would be well worth, I can tell you, every bit of time and energy that is put into it let me share with you a little bit of the blessings of preschool ministry that I've learned in my ministry. I served as pastor of Abiding Word in North Houston on I-45 in 1960 for 37 years before my retirement where we had both a preschool and a school. And I can tell you without equivocation that uh, These ministries, preschool and school, were far and away, hands down, the most powerful outreach arms of our ministry. They not only provided Christian education for our children to bring them up in the way of the Lord and train them for future lives of Christian service, but as outreach tools, these school ministries Brought in not just children, but their parents, whole families into the kingdom of, of God to serve side by side with us in, in his kingdom. We will want our star to shine as brightly as possible to draw people here to where the word of God and the sacraments are present. Humanity is hopelessly divided today as always as to who Jesus Christ is. King Herod represents all those who are intolerant of Christ. Herod feared and hated Jesus and tried to get rid of him. In American culture today, there are many forces at work In our culture in our schools our universities in our our courts where there is a growing intolerance of Jesus in the marketplace it's no longer Merry Christmas but uh, happy holidays in academic circles in America today it's no longer that time is measured uh, between before B.C., before Christ, or A.D. in the year of our Lord, as in, in the year of our Lord, 2020-22. But today it is B.C.E., before the common era, or C.E., the common era, in an attempt to evade having to use the name of Jesus Christ. There's a trend, a growing trend in our schools to no longer sing Christmas carols that glorify the Lord Jesus Christ in favor of songs about Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and Santa Claus. What is it that made the wise men wise? Their lives were singularly focused on the Lord Jesus Christ, and they sought him with all their heart rather than wasting their their time following after some here today gone tomorrow star or celebrity the wise men did not permit any obstacle to stand in the way of their quest of finding Christ and they were supremely wise in the gifts that they brought to the Christ child. Gold in acknowledging him as king, frankincense offered to one who is God above to receive our incense and prayers, and embalming myrrh in recognizing as God had revealed to them that this Christ child was to offer up his life as a sacrifice for the sins of the world. They sought the Lord with all their heart and they found him. He's looking for you too. be wise and give him the very best that you can, which is your heart. And then let your light shine as another bright star up in the sky, leading all of those wise men and wise women in your circle of influence to find him who is their hope their joy and their life you'll find him in a stable amen and may the peace of god which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in christ jesus amen Time is precious. Thank you so much for investing some of your time with us today. Could I ask you for one more favor? If you're enjoying this podcast, please don't forget to click subscribe and give us a rating. Just a few seconds of your time will help other people hear the simple, straightforward Bible message we offer. Thank you so much. God bless your day in Christ.